Welcome to episode 74 of the Daniel Yoris podcast with today's guest, Azaria Flame. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Joined here today by Azaria Glame. Azaria, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to our open discussions. <laughs> yeah, o- open discussions are always the best. And, and right off the top, I think just shout out to Andrew Coates for connecting us, another amazing person in our, in our industry, another amazing Canadian. And it's always just great to continue to connect with like-minded people and people like yourself who are you know, much further ahead of me and all of this stuff. So. I think that's so important. And that's one of the main reasons I love social media is because you get these incredible opportunities to connect with other like-minded people that we would not have otherwise, right? So yes, thank you, Andrew, for the connection and uh, look forward to more. Yeah. Was that something, uh, this connection on social media, like you've got quite a large following on social media. Was using social media positively something that you always thought about? Or like, wh- when did social media kind of become part of your career? So in 2014, that's when I started competing. And that's, I think, when I got my account. And um, I was just on there, one of like the very first (laughs) fitness people, but I had no clue what I was doing or really the purpose of it. Um, So the first couple of years, I wasn't consistent. I did not utilize it at all because I think back then, like it was still pretty fresh, right? And then as I started competing, I started to get to know people and like how you could actually use social for your good over the last couple of years is when I actually started to dial it in and to make some connections and to start to scale with the social. But you definitely have to have the proper tools, mindset, intention before going on social to have it work for you and not against you. Yeah, yeah, it it does become somewhat of like a a job almost to, to do it properly, but at the same time, treating it only like a job and not like a real person is probably a quick way to not have success. It's probably benefited you that you didn't really have a plan going into it because you were just like being you and sharing like whatever was going on at that time in your life and, and through training and stuff. And it was like authentic and people like that, right? Exactly. And I think that's one of the key points with social in general is to be authentic and just to share your story. Um, that's how you can continue to build a base because if you're building off of things maybe that you saw from other coaches or other trainers or people in general and you don't have anything to build off of that you're going to get to a point where you run out of stuff because it's not it's not authentic to you so that is that's a key point with when you're trying to build your social is to be authentic but also to connect with people in real time right and like reach out and make those connections because yeah, we have the platform and yeah, you see all these views and likes and these hits, but if you're not making the connections like you and I have, we linked up podcasts, you know, and going out kind of outside of your comfort zone with that, it's, it's the, it could be irrelevant to have. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. I think that there's also been this somewhat of this trend where people are being, they're trying to be authentic, but they're trying to do it. So they'll go out of their way to show like, oh, I didn't feel like going to the gym today or like, oh, look at my body doesn't look perfect every single day. And sometimes I think it's like, it's so forced. It's like, okay, at some point we need to say like, yeah, I actually do like going to the gym. I'm a trainer and I'm a, you know, I actually enjoy this. I don't feel like not going to the gym all the time. And so it's like this fake authenticity because people like authenticity. It's kind of a whole, it's a whole mess, but it's just all part of the game. Yeah. I haven't dabbled in that side of things. I kind of, I see exactly what you're saying and I run the opposite way. (laughs) Um, it's funny because you'll look and you'll see, oh, how can I make a new reel or be like the rest? And, and that's when everyone kind of just like starts to blend in. So 
if there's ever a point where I start to see these sorts of trends, I'll actually just like take time off from posting per se. And then you just reach out to real people and make those connections versus trying to get them through these trends and trying to be sort of like the rest. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And I think that comes off a lot. Just if, even if you look at your your Instagram profile, like you don't follow a lot of people. And I think that that's amazing. And I'm sure, mm-hmm. and you know, you correct me if I'm wrong, but it's because you're just trying to be very intentional with your time on social media. You're not trying to keep up with the latest trends, whether it be fitness or outside of fitness. And you want to go on there, see the information from people that you know or care about, and then and then you're gone and that's it. Does that sound pretty accurate? Yeah, you nailed it. And I think that's a great point to to touch on is the people that you follow on social and that you're constantly involved with, they actually do have an impact on your mental health, the way that you think, the way that you start to perceive yourself. So for example, if you are somebody who's inspiring to be a competitor of any sort and you're just following competitors and you're following their highlight reels and what they're doing day to day, there'll be a time where you'll start to get a distorted perception of the way that you should look because you're so focused in the when you open these apps and if it's the first thing that's popping up, your mind is going to go more towards how they are and then you in turn think that's how you should be. So I think it's really important to kind of like declutter and go through your social accounts, see if the people you're following, do they inspire you? Do they motivate you? Do they bring positivity? Do they bring sort of like a mind shift? Or every time you view your page, do you feel less than? Do you feel like you're not where you should be? Do you feel like you're behind? Like all of those emotions, it's good to evaluate them and to take real consideration as to how you feel when you're on social and then most importantly when you're off because usually that low will hit like an hour or two later when you're kind of going through and contemplating what you're up to and it's like well so and so does this and so and so looks this way and then that's when the vicious cycle of beating yourself up starts to occur so definitely take inventory of who you're following if they're not serving you in any sort of positive way it's okay to move on and unfollow absolutely extremely well said and and everyone who's listening like rewind a couple minutes and re-listen to that because we probably all need to hear that in different ways even if we don't think that we're being impacted i'm i'm sure that there are people that i follow who just i see their stuff and i don't it makes me feel bad in some way and and i don't even realize it because i'm not as intentional maybe as i should and i kind of justify it by being like oh it's you know for my business and i'm like kind of keeping up with what's going on but like realistically i probably shouldn't <laughs> and i also think that this really affects younger people a lot there's there's um a kid, a kid. He's a teenager. Trains at the gym that I that I work at. He's fifteen, mm-hmm. and he has a great physique for for a fifteen year old. He's in great shape, strong, looks good, whatever. And one day he was like kind of flexing in the in the mirror after his workout, and he was complaining that he's like not big enough. Like, oh look at this guy. Shows me this guy like on TikTok or something. He's like, look at him. And I'm like, yeah, but that guy is almost thirty years old. Like he's been training longer than you've been alive. Like the the only thing that's going to help you get to be like him is to grow up a little bit. Like <laughs> there's nothing more that you need to do. Like you're 15, just wait five or six years and you're going to look like that too. Right. So, but it, but it really gets, really gets in their head, boys and girls. Yeah. It's the time. Right. And even with my account, I'll have some, some ladies reach out and they say they look up to me and um, they like aspire to have the physique, but they've only been at it for a couple months or a year or two. And what a lot of people don't realize is like, I've been bodybuilding for almost 10 years. 
and I've been at it every day. It's not like I've done a show or two and then you kind of rebound you like you go up and down. It's it's been consistent. So always take into consideration if you're if you're listening to this right now and you're aspiring to be something other than you always take into consideration where they're at in their journey because they might be at their chapter 10 and you're at your chapter two and you're just beginning so instead of beating yourself up thinking you should be somewhere you're not just taking into consideration the amount of time energy and effort that they've put into building this craft and in time if you put in the same amount of effort that you need for you in years down the road, you can achieve that too, but it's not gonna be a really quick thing. But because on social, you're sharing kind of like what you achieve and where you were, it's not all the in-between, right? The in-between is is where it's easy to quit and it's easy to doubt yourself and it's easy to not feel motivated. And that's where a lot of people are is in like the in-between in that middle. So if you're in that in-between, just know that in time you can get there if you don't give up and you put in that consistent hard work, just like we all have. Yeah. The unfortunate part of, you know, taking pictures and videos of ourselves and recording our progress is probably none of us. I know I didn't like, I don't have videos or pictures of the first time that I ever did a squat or like the first time I ever tried to bench press. If I did, it would look horrible and it would look, you know, whatever, like someone who had never done it before. And it'd be great to, you know, post that compared to, you know, what I can do now. Not that what I can do now is like something crazy impressive, but compared to what I did the first time I did it, of course, it's an amazing transformation. But like nobody has those photos and videos, so we don't have anything to post. So whatever, whatever we can post now is just the current version, which is probably a pretty good version of it, right? For sure. Yeah, it's a really good thing to keep in mind. Definitely. Yeah, and whatever whatever timeline people think that it takes, probably just double that, <laughs> and then double that, be, and that'll be a better a better gauge at least of, of how long and how much effort it takes. For sure, and you got to keep in mind too. Say if you're somebody and you're just starting to transform your habits and become better in any area of your life, you have to take into consideration the amount of time that you've actually been the opposite. So I'll use weight loss, for example, say that you have had some not so healthy eating habits for 20 some years, right? That's majority of people. And then you you start on a program with a coach and you are three months in or six months in, and you think that you should be further than you were or are. But if you take into consideration, okay, you've got 20 years and now you've got six months, the amount of time that that's going to take to get yourself in new habits and actually living in that sort of life is going to take more time than that six months that you've projected in your mind. We're like, well, I've been at it for six months. Like, why, why is it not where I want it to be? Just take into consideration the amount of time that you were on the opposite. And that should help you in the perspective as to how long in turn it could take you, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that can also be probably daunting for some people to to realize in their own mind that like, oh yeah, I haven't been healthy for the last 20 years or whatever it is. And like you mentioned about the, you know, that middle ground, you, you know, you would start working with a coach for three months. You might, you might see some progress. You might start to feel better. You might, you know, mm-hmm. see a little bit of positive things happening in that short period of time. And so you get excited, you feel good, but then you get past that like initial call it newbie gains and whatever gains those are. Yeah. And then it just gets boring and hard and repetitive mm-hmm. and slow. And then eventually several years later, you might get to where you're going, but getting through that, like that middle part, that, that's just the toughest part, but that's, but that's what's necessary, necessary to make any changes that we didn't want to make. And it's repetitive, right? I know on Instagram, it's like coming out or people are coming out with new, new workouts and exercises. And I think subconsciously people are starting to program their mind to think, oh, 
if I don't have a new program every four weeks, then I'm not making progress. But that's not the case. If you really like dissect bodybuilding and health and fitness as a whole, it's super simple stuff. There's nothing like catastrophic and earth shattering about being healthy and actually living in a sustainable, healthy body. It's very, very simple. It's very, very repetitive. And it's almost too simple to the point where people think that they need to complex it because it's too simple. And it's like, well, that's too easy. Like that couldn't work. But if you can be consistent with that too easy, then in turn, you're going to see, oh, this is actually all that I'm required to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the best exercises have already been invented. Like we don't, we're not going to come up with a better barbell back squat. We're not going to come up with a better split, like all these things just, you got to just got to do them for forever, but because it kind of gets boring for people who don't fall in love with it uh, or fall in love with the process or appreciate the process, it, it becomes difficult to stick to it. And then you think, oh, it doesn't work. And for some people, mm-hmm. maybe changing up exercises, you know, maybe not every couple of weeks, but every so often might be just enough to keep them interested mm-hmm. in it. And so that yeah. they'll stick through it. Like one thing that I'll do with some clients is basically change the exercises, but it's like, instead of doing this squat, holding a dumbbell, we're just going to hold a kettlebell. And for some Mm -hmm. people, like that's, that's enough of a difference to think like, okay, we're doing, we're doing something different. And it's not a trick, but it's, it's Mm -hmm. a trick to say that, uh, you know, we're going to change what we're doing so that we can keep doing the same thing. We're still working on that squat. We're still working on that press, whatever it is, we're using a different implement or slightly different angle, but we're really just finding ways to continue to do the same things and not get too bored of them forever and ever. Exactly. You can do that. And if you're kind of just beginning and you're listening to this now, some other things that you could also do is switch up the tempo. So you could do like slower negatives, you could do pulse reps, you could do holds, you could do um, anything incorporating bands, you know, like there's so many different ways that you can do the same style of training in a different sense. Right. And it's just up to you to get creative and say, Hey, look, I'm enjoying this, but I kind of want to spice things up. Maybe I'm going to add in a different tempo. Maybe I'm going to superset. Like there's so many different variables when it comes to training these simple things, right? And it's just getting creative with it, finding a coach that kind of understands you. And then also I think what's really important is finding a way of training that you actually enjoy. <laughs> because if you're on a plan and you just simply don't enjoy it and you're doing it for maybe like three months, if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to continue it, right? So there's no point to continue doing something that you just don't enjoy. If there's a, if there's a way of training that you do enjoy, and it might not look like the way everyone else is doing it, but that's okay too. If that's the way that your body works and that's the way that you enjoy, that's something you can be consistent at, then that's your style of training, right? Yeah. Very well said. Very well said. The, the one that you enjoy, whether it be lifting, whether it be running or like Zumba or like CrossFit, whatever, whatever it is, like just yeah. do, do your thing. As far as like health goes, like any exercise is better than not exercise. Of course, we all have got our preferences of to like, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of CrossFit, but as uh, would I rather someone do CrossFit than sit on the couch and eat potato chips every single, you know, 100 times out of a hundred, yeah. I, would, I would prefer that. And if you don't want to lift heavy and you don't want to do that, then fine, lift, lift light, do a, do a, you know, a hit class, just do something, but you sure. know, keep trying things to find, to find what you like. And I, I've actually tried out a couple different styles, like after shows, right? Cause it's repetitive and I've tried out the CrossFit and I've tried out, uh, it's like, a, it's called street parking and that's like an, an app or website. And it's got those types of workouts, but I'll, I'll do them for like a week 
for a couple of days. And then I always just go back to my basics because I just simply love bodybuilding and I love training heavy and hard and progressing. So I've dabbled in different things as I'm sure you have and everyone listening. I'm sure you guys have all tried something different and you'll always seem to come back to that one way of training that just lights you up. And like, when I know I'm going into the gym and I'm, and I'm training like shoulders or back, I, I mentally can get creative with how I'm doing it, which keeps me excited, which keeps me going, which keeps me showing up every single day. Right. Yeah. Was that, was that always the case for you? Did you kind of like from your beginning into fitness or like exercise at all, did you always start by kind of loving bodybuilding? Did you find it early and then fall in love with it? Or did you try a bunch of different things and then eventually landed on that style of training and then took it and ran with it? Yeah. So it was, it's always been bodybuilding. Um, when I was 20 years old, I was approached in the gym by a, a coach, a friend of a coach, long story short, they said that I would, they thought I would do really well at bodybuilding and I never had done like a bodybuilding show before. I never even thought of it. I actually grew up, both my parents were bodybuilders. So I grew up in like that sort of setting, but I never thought of it for me personally. So when I was in the gym, I was mostly just doing cardio because I didn't really know what I was doing with the weights. I would dabble in them a bit, but it was more so just kind of like watching people in the gym and seeing what they do and like maybe trying it out. But I didn't ever have any sort of like actual idea. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I competed 2014. It was my first show. So I won my first show that I'd ever done. And then two weeks after that, I did my second show ever. I won that. And then three or two weeks after that, I did nationals and then I won my pro card. So I went from never competing, never even like thinking of competing. And then I remember the morning of nationals and I I was like, I'll be so happy if I got like top 10 because I've never even watched a national show before. Never mind being on stage with national competitors. And then to walking away that night with my pro card, it was, it was a really incredible experience. One that I'll never forget, but it, it all just was bodybuilding. And from that, I hadn't, I've never stopped. Like there hasn't been an off time because it got me out of such a dark place. And because it helps with my mental health so well, I, I'll never go a day without it. Of course you take your rest days and and you recover and all that. But even on those rest days, I'm sure you can probably relate. It's like, you're thinking about the gym because you know, the feeling when you're done of how good you actually feel when you're training. Right. So yeah, it's always, it's always been bodybuilding for me. Wow. Wow. And how lucky for you to, to have met that person that, that just came up to the gym. What, what do you think that they saw in you that led them to think like, Hey, you'd be great at bodybuilding. Cause I, I assume at that time you didn't have an impressive physique. If you weren't training for that, you, you probably look good, but it wasn't like you didn't have the physique that you have now. Right. So what, what yeah. do you think that they saw in you that said, Oh yeah, she would, she would be great for this. That's a really good question. And one I've actually never thought of, um, yeah. I think it would have to do with my energy while I was in the gym. That was probably a big one. Cause that's in my opinion, how anyone notices anyone. <laughs> is by the energy they're they are putting off right so even at that time i wasn't big into energy or spirituality or anything like that i know my energy would have been seen right and then i'm trying to remember what i even looked like back then much different than now very small i was i think like 114 pounds 
So I'm, I weigh like 138 now, so quite different. Yeah. Um, but I think it was the energy and then just probably my intensity when I was training. I was I was that girl in the gym that always had like that chip on her shoulder and she was like with her head down, hat on, headphones in, you know, like that sort of vibe. So I was always, I was always really angry when I was training. And I think that's actually why I did so good from the start of my career is because I put all of my anger that I hadn't dealt with into my workouts. And so like on a Friday night, every, like any sort of time when other people would be like, oh, doing the thing as young people would, you would find me in the gym. And I would just transfer every emotion and all the stuff I was going through into training. And I think obviously that was, was seen too. And then it actually, I was able to like shift it for my good and shift it into now competing and being around like really good people and like-minded people in which I didn't have that before. like obviously you know this and then listening with the fitness community it's so cool to be around people that just get you right and people that like there's no judgment and there's just appreciation and there's love for training and i think that that was a big part that i i fell in love with right off the start and something i'm still in love with is just like the community around fitness right because you you don't get that on a day-to-day basis from other people yeah, it's it's very it's very rare to find groups of people who are as like minded, I think, as the fitness community. And there, of course, you know, there's there's bad apples everywhere. So like everywhere, you know, whatever. <laughs> there, there's there's always assholes in the gym, and like, and that's fine. But there's assholes everywhere in life. Like, just walk down the street and in a busy city, I'm sure you'll find one. But mm-hmm. uh, fitness community is very welcoming. There's a lot of people who fear walking into a gym because of being judged or something like that. And I've I, like I don't know about you, but I've rarely ever seen someone judged in the gym especially not openly to their face there are people who like you know you might get a couple looks and stuff like that but i've never seen anyone like openly laugh at someone or point at something out and and things like that because people are just like okay well we're all here doing the same thing and we're all just at different points in in our journey i might be ahead of that other person and and the other person might be ahead of me but like we're all we're all walking in the same direction and heading to the same place which i think is a very beautiful thing and again not something that we find in, in many other places. Absolutely. I completely agree with what you just said. And if you are new to training and you kind of feel intimidated for going to the gym, you've got to keep in mind too, we're all just there to get better and we're all just there to work on ourselves. So there's, for me personally, there's never been a, a time where I've walked into a gym and I've gone to look at other people or to see what other mm-hmm. people are doing. Anytime that I'm in the gym, I've got my program, I've got my headphones, I've got my music, I've got my energy. And I'm there to put in my work, which I think majority of people are there to do. So no one's there judging because they're simply there just working on bettering themselves. And like you said, you'll get like, I'm sure you've seen online, there's um, there's people like video and make fun of other people, which is extremely disturbing to see that people do that. But you'll never see that in real time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, of course there's going to be keyboard warriors like there is with everything. And there's people that hide behind phones and screens and they're never seen, right? It's never confrontational face-to-face. So you're never going to have that experience in the gym, although it might seem like it's that way or that people are better than or less than, but we're all equal beings and we're all there just to do what we feel like doing in that moment. And it's a way of self-expression. So if you can get past the, the thought of being judged, 
you're going to have such a better experience being there because you're going to know the truth of it is that no one actually gives a shit, right? Like we're not all that important that people are there just because of us or that there's all eyes on us. Like none of us are that important that somebody's going to spend their whole session at the gym criticizing or analyzing or, or observing what we're doing, right? They might to admire you, but it's never usually the opposite way. If anything, you're going to find encouragement when you need it most. Yeah, it's like we're all we're all just worried about everyone else looking at us, and but everyone's thinking the same thing. Exactly. And what ends up happening is no one is looking at anybody else, except you're just kind of scanning the room, making sure no one's looking at you. But everyone's doing the same thing, and just it's kind of like a net neutral. Totally. But yeah, you're you're right that it's is extremely unfortunate that there are some of these videos where someone you know takes a video of like someone who's you know first day in the gym doing something that they shouldn't be doing. And, and then this video goes viral and it just amplifies this one voice. But if you go into a gym, like you're not going to see that. That's just a one in a million or whatever chance. And you're not, that's not going to happen. But it does make it difficult for people who are already worried about getting into a gym environment to then, you know, get over that fear and, and actually put themselves out there to, to improve themselves. Definitely. And if you're somebody in the gym and you see somebody that might be in there the first time, take that responsibility and be like, Hey man, do you need a hand? Would you like some assistance with this? Or, you know, like show some sort of way that you're helping them. Like we're all there to get better. So if you see something that might not look right in your point of view, maybe they just don't know better. And maybe this is just their second time in the gym and they've never worked with a trainer before. So if you can go into situations like that with more compassion and understanding, like, Hey, look, maybe not everyone's an expert. Like some people are right. And you can provide that help or that encouragement. It's going to go so much further than you just sitting back, throwing a bunch of judgment on these people that are just simply trying to do what they know how to do in that moment. Right. You only know, or you only do what you know to do. So that's that. I think in my opinion, that's simply that all anyone is doing. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll add an asterisk to that mostly to the male audience that that doesn't mean go up to people who are less strong than you or who you think are less strong than you and like correct their form and tell them how to do everything because that's that's also bad and that also happens and like we, no one wants that i think what it, sure. what it means is like you know and, and i've experienced this a lot too you see someone in the gym who's like obviously struggling with something and it's not that they're doing it wrong it's just like they don't know how to you know change the height of the cable machine or mm -hmm. adjust the leg press or something like that those people you know you go and help them you give them a hand let me know if you need any help. I'll be over there doing my thing. Like that's, yeah. those are the people you help. The the, the person who's like shoulder pressing at like not a perfect angle, like just leave them alone unless they ask for your help or they're doing something that's unsafe maybe to themselves or to someone else. Th then you could maybe step in and offer a piece of advice, but otherwise just leave people alone. Gym etiquette 101. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something that is, I see it all the time and it's, it's very strange because oftentimes the people who are like offering this quote unquote help are also have no idea what they're doing. And it's like, sometimes it pains me. I don't know if you, I don't know if you feel this as well. If you ever train in like just public gyms where you see a lot of stuff that's like not, not okay. And, and sometimes it's hard to kind of keep my mouth shut and like not go over and, and say something if, if someone's doing something very wrong or correcting someone else when their correct, their correction is also incorrect. And like I feel this need to go in and step in and just kind of like, okay, this is how we should do these things because of this, this, and this. But, but I, I, I've so far been able to refrain from it. Gotta let them do them. And like you said, if people come to you and they need help, you'd be of service, you can help them. But if not, everyone just needs to mind their own business. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Also like full disclosure, there was a new, there was a new gym that I trained at like a while ago and like whatever benches it was, I couldn't figure out how to, I was struggling to like incline the bench. I couldn't, there was like two, there was like a double pin on it for some reason. 
and I didn't see the second pin and I couldn't like figure it out. So me, someone who, you know, quote unquote knows what he's doing, couldn't figure out how to like adjust his bench. And another guy came over, showed me how to do it. And I was like, okay, that's great. Like that's totally fine. I was obviously, I was obviously struggling and I couldn't figure out how to do it. He wasn't telling me, Hey bro, you need to be lifting like this. And these are the macros that you need. And like, this is the protein powder. (laughs) He was just like, no, no, it has like the second pin and you got to pull both or whatever it was. (laughs) For sure. uh, Yeah. That's the way to go. It's a, it's always, um, a welcoming environment for the, for the most part. Definitely. Yes. I agree. One thing that I want to go back to was from when this, from when this coach approached you in the gym and you mentioned that one thing that you think that, uh, you know, he would have seen is your energy or your intensity with your exercise and how that would possibly translate to becoming a very high level bodybuilder. Because it's not that he could have seen, oh, she's got a great back or great delts or something like that. Because at that time, you, you probably didn't. But he's like, you know, she's working hard. If we just train her properly and do the right things, she's going to be great. D- do you think that effort is perhaps the, the most important aspect of becoming a, a high-level bodybuilder? I think it's the only thing we can focus on. Mm. I think that in the bodybuilding industry, there is so many different ways to do things and judging and political standpoints and teams and like all of this stuff that is out of your control, that effort is the only thing that you have full control over. I decide how I show up. I decide how I show up on show day. I decide how I show up every single day before that. Right. So for me, what I like to do, and this may be helpful for someone, if you're, if you're striving for any goal is I will have my end goal up here and I'll keep it in in mind at all times. And I will reverse engineer my days accordingly to have me now be at that end goal and be super, super satisfied with that end goal. So if my goal is to do extremely well and to place my best at a show, what am I going to do every single day up until that to make sure I make that happen? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stay committed to my nutrition plan. I'm going to train with all of me every single day. I'm going to show up. I'm going to stay disciplined. I'm going to get my cardio in. My system as a whole is going to be unshakable and transfer that over time. You're going to get to that angle and you're going to feel that. So you can always predict how things are going to go with shows or bodybuilding. You can hope for a really good outcome, you know what I mean? And put the work in for it, but that's not always going to be the case. But what is the truth is that you get to decide how you show up every day. You get to decide what effort you're putting in. And when I speak, and especially on my Instagram, and this is going to be a fun one to just discuss, I always use my body or fitness as examples because that's how people know me, right? But I'm meaning this in all areas of life. And if you are open-minded like myself and you are expansive like myself, you're going to know that everything that I say, you can correlate to any area of your life, whether that be business, relationships, um, family life, any sort of goal that I speak about in fitness terms can be reversed or seen upon in any other area. So back to the effort. Yes, I think that is the, the number one thing and the only thing that you can control, especially when it comes to shows and being like a top level athlete, for sure. 
Yeah, I, I love that answer. And I'm completely in agreement with you that this translates over to everything else. Like this is the kind of the whole point of this podcast or what I've always been trying to get at as well is like, yeah, the fitness stuff is cool and it's great. And obviously this is like our profession and I love it, but this translates into everything else that we do. If you want your business, you know, you say, let's make these two goals equal. You want to place first at whatever bodybuilding show show, and you want your business to hit uh, whatever a million dollars in sales this yeah. year. Those are both goals that are like far away. And there's like a lot of stuff that has to happen in order to hit those things. So it's like, what can you do today. Okay. Well, today I've got to make sure that the bathrooms are cleaned at my place of business so that when people come in, they're not disgusted at the bathrooms and they'll come back and purchase again. And that mm-hmm. might be like a legit a legit thing that has to happen on the new, on the bodybuilding side of thing. Well, I got to make sure that I hit my nutrition today so that I can you know continue to lean out leading up to showtime, whatever it is for that day. And breaking it down you know, step by step, that's how we get there. And, and being patient enough to to actually stick it through having a goal that oh my show is eight months away i can kind of like be take it easy for now if you don't want to do well yeah you can (laughs) but if you want to bring your best then you got to bring your best every day before that staying power i think that is such a huge energy that not a lot of people stick to it's like if it's not right now and it's not in a couple months or it's not next week then i'm gonna not see it through and i think that's where majority of people fall short is by not having the staying power that's required for any goal to have it be successful right i we also live in a day and age where it's a lot of instant gratification and it's now and it's it should have been done yesterday and amazon delivery is like at your doorstep the mini like you know what i mean so it's it's constantly it's everything so fast and not saying that there's anything wrong with speed. Like there's, there's things that I think it's really great for, but when it comes to long-term goals, the staying power is what's going to separate you from a lot of the other people in the industry that have also the goal, but don't have the staying power or the willingness to see it fully through. One of the best quotes that I ever heard on training stuff. It was Charles Poliquin. I believe it was on the Tim Ferriss podcast, but I might be wrong about that, but it doesn't matter. Um, he was asked, what's the secret? What's one secret to getting a really big squat? And Charles said in his like, you know, snarky, smart ass response as he responded to everything, he said, <laughs> squat really heavy once a week for 10 years in a row and you'll have a big squat. There you like, go. Yeah. There's, there's, there's really not a whole lot more to it than that. I'm sure the person was expecting some answer like, oh, flex your pinky toe and like do three twirls around the sun before you, you know, before you squat or some stupid thing like that. But it's like, no, just do it every single week for 10 years in a row and and you'll get there. And that same for any, for anything, like you mentioned earlier, like you've been at this for 10 years. So if someone just finds you now, Azaria is in like amazing shape. Like I want to do what she did. I want to follow her program for the next three months. It's like, okay, well, hold on a second. It's 10 years and three months are very, very different things. So yeah, staying power is huge. Yeah, people will always be so quick to judge as to like, oh, it must be because of drugs or it must be because she's lucky or it must be some crazy like response as to why I have been successful and like how I've developed. And I'll never be one to defend an illusion. So good mental jewel here. When somebody comes at you, and they're trying to attack you 
the moment that you defend it, you have now made their illusion real. Hmm. So if you get comments like that online and you feel the need to spite back or to react in that moment, you're now making their comment or what they're saying, you're feeding it, right? So although people have said things like that and they'll they'll blame it on different things. And like I said, she must be lucky or drugs or whatever they want to put it at. And then it's like, well, or maybe it's that she's been at it for 10 years and maybe it's that she's been super consistent and eats really well. But maybe, you know, like there's all of these other possibilities of the actual truth behind it. And that's why it's good to really know and understand yourself and to truly know who you are, because then you're not going to be reactive to things like that. And you are not making their illusion now become a real thing. So I think that's super powerful for anyone that uses the online space is to not defend against illusion. And as soon as you do, you make that illusion real. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great way of putting it as well. I think that people probably go to things like that and especially in fitness, Oh, you know, he or she is just using steroids. He or she is, is, has great genetics or he or she has, you know, whatever rich parents or something like that. And it's like, that's because that's something that they can't control. But if they start saying, oh, he or she is like that because they worked hard for 10 years. Well, that's kind of a negative on them because saying Mm -hmm. they didn't or aren't able to or aren't willing to work hard. That becomes Mm -hmm. a negative against against the person saying it. But just to blame it on, oh, it's just drugs. Like, okay, great. You take (laughs) drugs then and tell me if you look like that. Like it's not. And I think it just comes a lot for, for the drugs specifically just from a place of not understanding like if you just take steroids and sit on the couch nothing's gonna happen to you like you you work harder and then you get to look like that like you could give everyone all the steroids in the world if they're not willing to put the work in like still nothing's gonna happen so no and that's the thing is like people will come from just their own perception and everyone lives in their own world so that's why it's nice now being mentally strong and i wasn't always this way things like that would upset me and you'd react and you'd wonder why it's like why would they say something so mean, you know, when you're not mentally that strong and it's like, Oh, they're just coming from the place of where they're simply at in this time in their life. And to have like an understanding, like they might just need a little bit like love and compassion and to not have that attack back, you're going to be so much further ahead and you're going to have a lot more inner peace as well. When you spend less time on those little critics, because I know that a lot of people they'll they'll focus upon like maybe the one or two things that were said that weren't true or that were negative towards them. And then they've got all of these other nice compliments and stuff. So it's like shifting your focus upon what isn't true and not, not feeding it, not making that illusion real. Like I said, you're going to have a lot more inner peace, which is I think what we all need and strive for. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that you found a lot of this, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you did, but through fitness. And, and what I mean by that is you've mentioned a couple of times how like, you know, before you didn't used to be into like energy and things like that, or as insightful about yourself. And then, you know, now 10, whatever years later, you, you are more like that. And I feel that it's probably because, you know, something about working out and putting in that much time for, for that long, you, you have this like competition against yourself you're forced to go within and like battle against yourself day after day like year after year and you keep going and so you learn so much more about yourself you have to get in tune with yourself and then that gets outside of 
gets outside of fitness. You spend enough time thinking about like why that bicep curl like wasn't feeling the way it should. You're going to, you're going to figure out like some other stuff about being intentional with your time and energy. If you focus that much on your bicep curl kind of thing. I don't know if that made any sense, but it does. And, um, how do I put this? This is so deep. I've never gone into fitness to try to be anything other than what I am. So I've never gone into the gym of like, oh, I need a bigger bicep or, oh, I need a bigger back or I need bigger shoulders, which is crazy. I've never thought like that. Like I've never gone in with the lack mentality, even when I was just starting out. Cause I was like, what do I have to lose? Like I'm right. doing this for fun. If this is something I enjoy, I have nothing to lose. So why am I, why would I put pressure on myself that I didn't need to happen? So even like now when I'm training, it's like, I don't care to get bigger or developed. It's like, how strong can I be? How, how can I push past my mental blocks and come out the other side? So when you do that over and over and years after year, your body has no choice but to develop <laughs> because you're putting it under that stress and you're doing it every single day. So it's, it's actually a crazy thing to sit back and think about of like, I've never gone into it with that state of mind of, of needing to be something that I wasn't. So I think it just comes back to wanting to see my potential and wanting to see actually what I'm capable of. And then in turn, that's, that's been fitness for me. Like that, that's been my place of self-expression. That's been where I've seen majority of my development. And then it's opened different doors, like careers and opportunities, you know, and meeting different people and helping different people and being on a larger platform. So yeah, hundred percent fitness has been the, like the gateway, I guess, to everything that's been my life so far. What I think this partly comes back to is that you've done a good job from the beginning, whether consciously or unconsciously of painting fitness in a positive light. You're going to the gym to improve, to, to do something, to build something, to, to gain something rather than what I believe most people do is go to the gym to lose something and lose mm -hmm. weight. And losing weight is certainly part of it. But if the sole reason is losing, that to me is just that word lose is a negative. Remove weight, lose weight, you know, fix this. Like I'm going to the gym because my metabolism is broken or like, you know, whatever things that we tell us about ourselves that is like wrong with ourselves, that the gym has to fix that that is where I think there's a lot of problems that stem from that because what happens when that thing is quote unquote fixed, then do you just stop? That's not good. And does the gym even fix those things? Like probably not. And so, so then what happens and what are we doing here? And we see the gym as like punishment and like, I'm going here because I, because I have to, not because I get to. And it just, mm -hmm. it just creates this like whirlwind of things. And these people rare, very rarely do you see them like really progress. And, and so however you arrived at that is like must have been a game changer for you in both your fitness career and just like your life and outside of yeah fitness. and honestly i after my show um in december i experienced like a month of that feeling of because you know you do your show and then no matter what how diligent you are there's always a little bit of a rebound right like your your body just kind of like absorbs stuff so I was in that state for like a month and I was, when I was training, it was weird. <laughs> it was not fun. I'm telling you it's the worst thing to go into the gym with the feeling of, Oh, I need to change something or, Oh, I need to lose weight. 
it took so much mental energy out of me by thinking that way. And I was like, Zaria, like, what's up? I've never been this way. I've never trained because I felt like I had to be something else. So I had to actually get super clear on like what it was I was feeling inside and how different it was than anything that I'd experienced and then shift back into how I know to do things. So I do feel like I experienced that time so that I can help my clients. Cause when I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't really understand it. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, this is a chore for you. Or what do you mean? Like you're going there to like try to change something. I didn't mentally know how it felt. So anything like that in my experience that happens, I go, okay, well, this sucks. I don't like the way this feels. I'm going to change it. I get my plan as to how I'm going to change it. And then I would also ask myself, what am I to learn from this? Like, obviously this is in my experience for some sort of reason. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I don't want it, but what am I to learn from this and how can I help others because I went through it? So now moving forward, I have a better understanding with my clients. I can talk to them a little bit differently because, Hey, I was just there. I totally get it. That's the shitty way to feel. That is no fun. Of course, you're not going to want to go to the gym. Let's help you shift out of that. And and how do you go about reframing uh, someone's mindset or even your own, if you want to speak about that, or just, just in general, how, how do you go about reframing someone's mindset from, I need to go to the gym because I'm broken versus I need to go to the gym because I want to get stronger? So when you are operating out of a place of lack, the whole energy is different, right? So if you go into the gym and you go, oh, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. Your whole focus is upon losing weight, right? And you'll always have to just keep losing weight. Do you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. your, your full focus is based upon losing weight. How do you actually lose that weight and shift it to now upon feeling good? So if that's where people are at and most people that are trying to get better and healthier or lose weight, that is their main focus of like, I need to lose weight. So we shift it. It's like, how strong can I become? How good can I feel when I'm in the gym? And then that good feeling state is going to attract more good feelings. In turn, your body's going to work better for you. You're going to have a better mindset when you're training. You're going to feel happier about being there. So it's literally about shifting the way and the focus upon why you're even going in the first place. Once you can get around that, and sometimes it does take time. You're not, not always you're going to just know to do it and then be able to shift it right sometimes it's going to take a month or two of like reframing the way you think and speak to yourself and then starting to like slowly shift into the higher vibration which is in turn where all of the progress is made and not only made but kept right if your main focus is just upon weight loss weight loss weight loss it's always just going to be weight loss weight loss weight loss when you actually even get to that point when you're arrived and you're happy and you're like okay i'm good because that's your main focus it's always going to be so it's shifting that focus your focus point right off the get-go and then you're well on your way yeah yeah i think to, to maybe help people to get around this i think one thing if, if you if people have listened to this podcast before you know that i've spoken about like this performance-based goals versus like aesthetic goals and all this kind of stuff not that aesthetics are bad but like if you're only chasing weight loss yeah not the good thing just as area just mentioned etc I think one thing to, to add to this is that it is difficult to just, you know, you hear the words, you hear us say it. And, and this is not the first time either of us has said this, and it won't be the last that, that is the last time that Azaria and I ever say this. But if you can't wrap your head around it, just try to surrender to it 
for a month. <laughs> Surrender to like that feeling of like, okay, I'm I'm just going to let it happen. I'm going to try and get stronger. And like she just mentioned, when you start to feel those good feelings, wow, my squat's a little bit heavier. Wow, yeah. I'm lifting a little bit heavier. The groceries don't feel as heavy when I bring them in the house. Whatever it is, like when those good feelings start to come, then it will happen naturally. But it can't start until you surrender to, to that <laughs> feeling. And that might sound... And maybe it's a little like woo-woo for some people, whatever, but it's the truth of it. If you can't just acknowledge that those are, the, that's the thing that has to happen and then decide to do it because that's obviously easier said than done. Surrender to that thing and, and let it, let it control you. Also to add to that, I do a lot of self-talk. So say I'm in prep for a show. And if you've ever done a show before, you know that it, at times in prep, it sucks and it's hard and your body feels heavy and your legs feel like they're not going to be. <laughs> so when you're on the stairs and you're feeling that way, instead of having the words on repeat in your mind of, oh, this sucks, oh, 20 more minutes, uh, you know, all of the feelings of how you're feeling, maybe even at that time, what I do is I actually pivot completely and I go, this is actually like the conversations I'll have with myself. I say, thank you, body. I love you, body. This is the leanest I've ever been. Thank you for working for me. Thank you for being so strong and helping me through this. Thank you that I can overcome. And I just go on repeat. I go on like tangents in my own mind, sometimes even out loud of all of the positive perspectives that my body is helping me attain. Right. And I think feeling that way is a privilege because it's, we get to push through it. You know what I'm saying? And if you get to push through it, that that point that you were at now becomes like your stepping stone. And then the next time you're already up here because you've already pushed through that. So every single time you can follow through and the staying power with staying true to your goals and seeing them through, you are just increasing and increasing, increasing, not only in your fitness, but your mental fortitude of like, fuck, yes, I can do this. I can do anything. I just did that that I felt like that was going to take me and I'm here and I'm doing more and I'm doing better. Right. So if you can use your mind and have it work with you and for you and not against you, but that's something we're not taught. Like you don't go to school or high school or elementary. And it's like how to have your mind work for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we're never taught any of that. That's something you have to look for and search for. And you're like, there's gotta be a better way. There's gotta be a better way to think to myself. There's gotta be a better way to talk to myself. And there is. And it just, it comes with reprogramming your mind, rewiring the way that you speak to yourself. And then in turn, all of that energy is just going to increase, 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 because it's the energy that's within you. And now you're feeling that on like a physical level, right? It so comes yeah, back to, to, sorry, finish. Having your mind work for you and not against you is really the key with that. Mm -hmm. It It comes back to what we spoke about like very close to the beginning of this conversation was just intention with your time mm -hmm. and with your energy and, and your actions. If you're going to the gym with the intention of, oh, I got to be in the Stairmaster for 20 minutes, this is going to suck. Instead of I'm going to be in the Stairmaster for 20 minutes because I'm trying to lean out for this show or for this thing. And I get to do this because there may be a day in my life where I'm not able to do it. There are millions of other people in the world who would give anything to be able to, to physically be able to go on the Stairmaster for 20 minutes or whatever activity it is then yeah. you can kind of be proud of that. And and those positive affirmation, you know, self-talk, again, while that may be woo-woo to some people, try it. Maybe it's going to work for you. I, I, I'm i a big fan of it as well. One thing that I've done with, with uh, it was it happened this morning, actually, that yeah. I was training this one 
female client and she was doing her exercises and she kept saying, you know, towards the end of the set, this hurts. And I said, no, it doesn't hurt. It, it's, it feels good. And I tried to frame that in her mind and she wasn't in pain. Like she wasn't actually getting injured, but like she was just talking about like muscle burning kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she kept saying it hurts. I'm like, that hurt word is negative. You're not hurting yourself by being here. You're building yourself by being here. Yeah. And so we had to reframe that and kind of like, you know, a little, a little smile kind of came on her face and, you know, made it, made it way better. But yeah, reframing the words in the way that we speak to ourselves is a difficult thing, but it, it starts with being conscious of what's happening and being intentional with our, with our actions and with our, with our words. People knew the power that comes from that. They would never like think it's woo woo or any of that stuff. Cause if you think about it, we have so many thoughts per day. So if you're just reframing the way you think to me, that's the farthest thing from woo woo. That's just being conscious of the life you want to be living, the feelings that are aroused in you. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I've never really understood where the woo-woo thought came from with people because we were thinking all the time and we're talking all the time. There's not one of us on this planet that doesn't have inner self-dialogue. You know what I'm saying? So it's like all that we're doing on the woo-woo end is having those words and thoughts, which we all have anyways, we're just now having them work for our lives to better them. So yeah, call it what you will, but it's so much fun. And it's so empowering when you, when you actually start to feel the difference and the power within the way that you speak and think to yourself, you can literally change any situation based upon your thought patterns, the words around it, you know, like you said, reframing stuff. You, we have so much power within us that goes untapped. It's crazy. Yeah, I think the I think the woo woo stuff is like, it's just different from common behavior. And I'm exactly. very intentionally use the word common and not normal because I don't think it's normal to have constant negative self talk, to constantly be you know not exercising, eating junk food constantly mm-hmm. beating yourself up, constantly feeling like you're broken. Like that doesn't seem normal to me. While that might be what most people are doing, that doesn't make it normal. Mm-hmm. And so anything different from that common behavior gets painted as, oh, woo-woo, those like weird hippie energy people are like talking again. It's <laughs> like, okay, me. yeah, me too. But you know, those weird hippie energy people are having a great time, like <laughs> do, doing their thing. They're all happy. Like everyone's, everything's coming together. Like, you know, maybe if we just, uh, if we What's listen to it a little people? bit. They're right? always happy. I don't get it. Exactly. Exactly. Their Another thing is like, you know, with any of these, you know, kind of remedies or self-talk and uh, stuff that can help you. Like these things have been around. These concepts are not new. We we didn't just invent them. That day. Like, I'm going to grab a book. Yeah. We've, we've been doing these things for hundreds, thousands of years as like a human species. So what makes us think that like, you know, now all of a sudden we figured out the thing and for thousands of years, this has been working and all of a sudden it doesn't work anymore. What, uh, as okay. went to grab a book, what book did you grab? So I'm trying to see what year this was made, but I'll show you the back and this is how I know it's old. Okay. Okay. It looks like, uh, <laughs> it, it looks like the book, the video of these podcasts will go up eventually, but it looks like a book that you would have seen like in your library at school in like grade three. That's what it looks yeah. like. In the back. <laughs> and it's got this very unique photo. Um, anyways, it's called what to say when you talk to yourself. And if you are looking 
for a self-talk book. So the what it says on here, it says the major new breakthrough to manage people, yourself, and success. And I'm like this book was written so many years ago, and they they were talking about this back then, and they have everything we're mentioning, right? From years and years and years ago. This isn't a new age thing. It's just more people are aware of it and more people are understanding the power within them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure even before that book, people were talking about this and doing this. They just maybe didn't have books back then and no one thought to write it in a book. But like, these are not new concepts by any means. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Great book. Yeah, it's a good one. What to say, what's what's it called again? What to say, what when, to you talk say to when you talk to yourself by Shad. And then it's his last name is spelled H-E-L-M-S-T-E-T-T-E-R. Okay. I'm going to pick up a copy of that for myself and I'm going to put, I'm going to put a link or I'll put the name of it in the show notes. Yeah. Really good. Really good. Amazing. Azaria, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but this has been, uh, this has been amazing. Is, can you let people know where they can follow you? And is there anything else that you've got, you know, coming up that you want people to know about? Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is az underscore fitness. And then I also have a website uh, for my online coaching. It is www.risedaily.ca so you can find me on both of those platforms and then connect with me there amazing and i will put those in the show notes as well azaria is there anything else that you want to leave the people with here in closing i just want you to know the power that you have within you and the power that lie within your thoughts and your words so when you can grasp that and really understand that you are the co-curator of everything around you your whole life can shift beautiful yeah. Beautiful message. Thank you so yeah. much for, for your time. I, I, this has been a great conversation. I very much appreciate you. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much, everybody, to listening. Make sure you're following Azaria on Instagram. Uh, links to everything will be in the show notes. Follow me as well at Daniel Yours. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Spotify. Share it with a friend who needs to hear this one because I'm sure that yourself will probably need to listen to this one back again or, <laughs> or share it with a friend who really needs it. Um, I appreciate each of you. Make sure you're good to yourself. Be a good person to others. Go outside, eat some good food, train hard, and we'll chat soon.